0: What's up? You are listening to Surf Dudes with Attitude. This is Pete from New York City. How's it going?
1: This is Zach from Nashville, Tennessee. And from Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'm the producer, George Howell.
0: Thank you, George. Thank you, Zach. Uh, Well, we made it. We made it to a second week. Thank you, Pete. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. I didn't didn't prepare a speech, but do you think... Was there any part of you that thought that you weren't going to... That we weren't gonna be back that this was just like a one night stand,
2: no, I think I think I know you well enough to know that you're you're dedicated to whatever you uh choose to do, and you'll you'll do it till the wheels fall off. you'll probably do it beyond that, so uh no, I had no doubt
0: that'd be pretty sad if we just
2: stopped right yeah, I mean as far as my own endurance uh so far so good, I feel like this uh the second episode took on some changes, which of course we'll get into, but, uh, okay. Felt a little different I, than the first. Episode, it did
0: feel a it? little different. Um, as we said, the pi- pilot episodes, usually they, they, they have this idea and then it's just kind of, it goes up against the people, the will of the people. And they have spoken and they're like, we like this. We don't like that. And the focus groups feel vindicated. Um, sometimes characters are completely gone. Um, as we talked about last week, um, the Garrison family already notably absent from this episode, outside of uh, Matt and Jenny.
2: No parents, no little brother, <laughs> Dennis.
0: No shitty little brother. He was in the intro though, so the intro is the same, right? Uh huh. Okay. Yes. I have to look more closely, but I'm just—I was so geared up. No, for it's this, identical. This episode. Okay, good. I, I was. Like you said last week, I, I was genuinely looking forward to the second episode, so uh, here we are, and I, I read the synopsis, and I was like, fuck yes, it's 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 music-oriented, but I think as we watch this episode, the music was, a, it was, I, I felt a little robbed that we didn't get more musical aspects, but we did get a full song, and we will get mm-hmm. some, we will talk about, there's a the Battle of Bands episode, that's what it's called, it originally came out September 19th, 1992, Um. so we're going to talk about that, and hopefully... Zach, while you may not have gone to a high school um, or lived in California, as we learned last week, you've definitely have probably been in the battle of the bands at some point. So, I, I like we're gonna we're gonna delve yeah. into it. All right, sure How's that have. sound? Are you ready? I'm so ready.
2: I, I've okay. never been more ready.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna test that out. Uh, so we're we're gonna open up at Sharky's again, which
2: <laughs> great place.
0: I think we find out in this episode that. Tony flippantly says, "Like Sharky has me working late, so I thought this was just named after a shark in the ocean, but this is actually named after the owner that that kind of that you know lovable Rubenesque Italian man. Uh, I guess his name You're is Sharky's. He he seems out of place. He seems like a, an Italian Brooklyn archetype, and he's he's running some mahi mahi fish themed." restaurant for children out in California I mean there's a backstory that we need to see
2: yeah yeah do you think it started as for children or do you think it like he started getting this clientele and he's like ah uh, all right and I guess that's it and they're like hey uh I work here at Sharkies. I'm Tony
0: we ex- exclusively use child labor yeah Sharky's. can I get
2: my band uh to play here and he's like I guess so I don't know bring your bring your friends and uh, rich enemies
0: every high school had one of these things just come on Pete. just a restaurant that you went to during the during the day for hours oh come uh, on you would surf before school and then, uh. would, and then you would go to class and all your friends would be in the same classroom as we've seen in, in shows like save by the bell there would only be about six to eight kids per class and you you'd be pulling pranks and hijinks the entire time Speaking of school, uh, we find out during this first scene that is the last day of summer, and and Sly is going through great growing pains about it. He does not want to go back to school. We don't find out what what year they're in, and I think that's definitely intentional because they don't know how successful the show is going to be. And they did this on nine hundred two one zero as well. When originally they were something like they were juniors the first year, and then it got really popular, and they just bumped them back to tenth grade. They're like, shit, we got to keep these kids in school as long as possible. So I think a little of that's going on by being purposely vague, but they all look like they're sure. over 18. So, but we're going to assume that they're juniors. But um, anyway, they're all upset. This is the last day of summer. So we asked last week, what, when is this? And we finally got an answer. It's, it's the last day of summer. So they did their Sweet yeah. 16 party, their first gig. Um, and then, we see Tony has a subplot where he wants to get an earring.
2: That's why he's excited about, about school because, uh, he's going to be the coolest one. There is
0: mm-hmm. he, he says girls dig guys with earrings. Did you find this to be true? When did you get your ears pierced for the first time? Um, I pierced
2: my ear. I think I was 19. You did it uh, yourself
0: like in prison.
2: I did do it myself. Like the parent trap. Yeah, it's much more wholesome than prison. Um, <laughs> nothing, not nothing wrong with people who have been in prison.
0: <laughs> you don't want to piss off our prison demographic.
2: <laughs> exactly. I want to. You know, uh, it's not the prisoner's fault. To abolish mm-hmm. prisons. But we're. Um,
0: well, I think it's the definition of their fault if they're in prison. But okay. <laughs>
2: Well, alright. Sounds like somebody loves prisons. Sounds like
0: somebody's not a fan of the Innocence Project over here.
2: Yeah, well, anyways, um, yeah, we did the ice, we did the, it wasn't an apple, but it was a potato, I think, because that's what we had. And,
0: uh... Wait, say what? What about the potato? I haven't seen the parrot trap, so you're going to have to explain that. Ah, come on! Do you... I was a Freaky Friday family, specifically. Do you you saying you put a potato behind the ear?
2: Yeah, you got to give it something to stick through. Something to keep it flat. So it goes, oh. potato, ear, ice. Remove the ice. Potato, ear, needle. And then, it, and then the, where the needle and the potato and the ear begins and ends all becomes a blur.
0: So, wait, you put a piece of potato in front of your ear and then you... It's a small. It's not the whole potato, right? It's like a potato slice. Okay, and then that's to keep the needle straight.
2: It's to keep your earlobe flat. It's like this. <laughs> I'm I'm demonstrating with when my you... hand as the imagine my hand is a potato slice. Uh, in the Parent Trap, they used a um a an apple slice, so that's oh. why I made the comparison there.
0: Did you get an infection at all?
2: No. Yeah, a little. All right, okay. I don't know why I said no, but it wasn't bad. You know, like, I think it, it uh, I did everything I needed to. I used a surgical needle. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked that up at my, uh, my local, um, feed store. Because <laughs> they also had,
0: uh. The old general store?
2: <laughs> yeah, they also had, uh, veterinary, uh, tools and equipment for farm animals. So mm-hmm. I, I got a, got a surgical needle, um. It worked like a gem.
0: Okay. Um, wow. So did you pierce your right or left ear?
2: Uh, my left ear. Because okay. at the time, I was still straight. Uh, that <laughs> yeah.
0: Was, that was the only one legally allowed for boys to get.
2: Exactly.
0: Anyway, I'm really glad to know that. We can get more into this later. But again, yeah. same scene. Same thing happened last time. Still upset about it. Uh, Tiffany's hair. Totally dry. She has just come from surfing again. Yeah, I don't think it's something they're gonna ever fix.
2: Maybe Sharkies is not as close to the beach as we are imagined.
0: Do you think they have to like <laughs> a long walk to get there? They don't have a traffic system set up. Like a bicycle,
2: you know? Maybe she hops on a bike or like a skateboard. I and don't. Then... I
0: have not seen any of those things. Not. I mean, she's definitely prime real estate to be like a roller skating girl and she's not or blades at this Big point we're fucking huge
2: probably the blades
0: speaking of coolest girls ever we're introduced to Aunt Angela in this episode she is once again a love interest that we will probably never see again and an- another love interest for Matt two episodes in a row that Matt is a hound dog right yeah She she looks like she's 35 years old but uh I checked the actress who was who was played her and she was sixteen at the time. So again wow. uh, uh, surprising. Yeah. I think again, I think it's the the style and I'm not one to tell a girl what she can wear. I can only shit talk Matt for wearing more sleeveless stuff in this episode, which we'll talk about.
2: We know how you feel about Matt's arms.
0: It's very obvious that they're just doing this Lainey Boggs thing with her, and they're trying to ugly her up or make her silly. And I guess her shtick is that yeah. she's clumsy. So,
2: right, and mm-hmm. she's got glasses
0: <laughs> and a ponytail <laughs> and a ponytail.
2: I mean, that's ex- that is exactly what they're doing <laughs> with her. It's like, there's there's literally nothing wrong with her. She, I mean, yeah, she's clumsy. Um, that seems fine.
0: I think she's she's gorgeous, otherwise it's just I think so too,
2: yeah, I was like, oh, this is yeah she she's very uh flirty and or nervous, um tries to sort of flirt at matt, and uh he's nice th- receives it well, but doesn't doesn't wanna reciprocate and I was like, I don't know, we're just so different, like mm-hmm. I'm super rock and roll, and she's the head of the classical music uh
0: team or whatever, yeah, he says. We have nothing in common. I'm a rocker. She's the president of the classical music society. There it so, is. A little on the nose. And I like the way you yeah. said that she flirted at Matt as opposed to with Matt. <laughs> she just kind of <laughs> She just kind of barfed out a couple. Like she's very obvious. You know, but at least she's shooting her shot and good for her.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Again, I don't see Matt as this hunky rock and roll sexual you know, no, dude, and the, uh, they keep trying to make it happen.
2: He's pretty magoo, really, mm-hmm. and, and like they do, they seem, they seem
0: pretty well matched. Th- that's a great point. They do. I think they would make an excellent couple, and we're going to find out yeah. later in the episode if they do. Yes, of course. We find out here that um, there she is. She staples herself to the wall because again, she's clumsy, which I don't think has happened to anybody. But her blouse was pretty big and. There's a battle of, there's a battle of the bands, one week out. Again, I don't know how this band keeps not knowing about the stuff that's going on, uh, but I guess they're just not good at social media <laughs> back in nineteen ninety two. They want to perform at this Battle of the Bands, but Matt is reticent because every year they have lost out to Bradley and the Billionaires. So I have a I have a question. Yeah. They make it seem like they've they've lost this thing multiple times not just once but multiple times and not just maybe the battle of bands but another gig yeah on the last episode that was their first gig it's been at least a year since the last
2: episode (laughs) i'm glad we, we got to this i've been holding it in and as soon as they said that it's like oh we're just gonna lose again to bradley and the billionaires last year it's like wait an entire year has passed
0: I don't think that's at I think, least. I think they're retconning this stuff. I think they're just like, okay, that worked because it was the first episode, first gig, blah blah blah. Now we're just gonna jump into it. So,
2: okay, so we've already been a, a band. They've been a band now for a bit.
0: I don't know. Time is time is a flat circle for California Dreams, and it's another thing in this episode that I have found out um, that comes up later, but. Their band name is just California Dreams, not the California Dreams. It's just like Pixies, which I always fuck up. It's not the Pixies. It's just Pixies. So we're going to constantly be screwing that up for this entire podcast. So please stop with the letter-writing campaign that I know is going to follow. So if we say it wrong, that's it.
2: Take it easy, everybody.
0: They don't want to battle the Bradley and the billionaires. Um I don't know. We don't get to actually hear Bradley and the billionaires in this episode, but they look like they suck. Yeah. And if they're actual billionaires, they 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 don't really need this. They they have no stake in the game. Like this is just a hobby for them at best. It's like
2: so, a $500 cash prize, which is which
0: is $1066 in today's money, so nothing to sneeze at.
2: Like that is like not just high school absolutely. That would have mm-hmm. been huge. Like that is decent. Period. <laughs> and you know what it like being in a DIY band that how recently and it could be it could be as recent as today. Mm-hmm. Would that cash prize be
0: tempting? Five Like so a thousand dollars today, basically, that's yeah. what it would be. I mean, I just think of how fast it would go like that money would you would obviously have to pay some of your band members because they're not core members. You'd have to pay for transportation, getting there. Um, if anybody has a stipend, you'd have to do it. If it was out of town, you have to pay for lodging, if it's gas. It's that would not you'd have to book shows around it just to kind of make that anchor date count. Um, and then if you're promoting it at all, like you're spending money on that. So like a thousand dollars wouldn't even really cover like a big gig if you really wanted to, to do it properly, but and you're and the whole point of the battle of bands is like you don't even know if you're gonna win. It's, this is like a huge gamble.
2: Yeah, but this is Sharky's. This is <laughs> this is the place that they go every day, anyways.
0: You think that they would have like a leg up on it because Tony's in the band?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking, but I, I think I think you're adding extra. Well, you answered the question honestly, and uh-huh. uh, you know it sounds like your overhead has grown since high school,
0: <laughs> since <laughs> elementary <laughs> school. Yes, it has.
2: <laughs> so that that makes sense. That now it would not be. Um, Yeah,
0: right. In high school, my first band, this would be fucking amazing. Um, Yeah. And if you guys stick around, um, on the extended show, we're actually going to talk about our our battle the band situation. So, stay tuned for that. Yes, we are. Um, So, we jump from there, immediately to to the garage. We start hearing them play a song, which, uh, again, they just do these short snippets of a song, and then later in the episode they're playing the full version, but
2: not this time. No? This is not... No, I was expect. Well, they, they did that last time, and I yeah. suspect that they will continue to do this. I thought it was going to be when they come back around and they play the full song. Spoiler alert. They play mm-hmm. a full song for A Battle of the Band. Um, I thought it was going to be more of this song, but they're different songs. This has like a this time refrain oh. happening. Yes, you're and right. And then the other song is, uh, is uh, If You Lean On Me. Um, and it, yeah, it's a different, different tune. I want to hear more of this time, which is what it's the only words that they have,
0: but uh, <laughs> it's, I don't know
2: what it's called. I'm going to, maybe guess they're just working
0: time. it out and they're like, we got this hook and we're just going to write a song around it. Uh, the first thing I noticed with this song is that Jenny is just going crazy. She's going like full, uh, star spangled banner at the Super Bowl kind of thing. Oh yeah. Her, her voice is perfectly mixed. Ah, uh, there's a beautiful backdrop of a Tom Petty poster, which actually that makes sense. Like Matt would be like the Tom Petty in this band, like just a good dude, no scandals, you know, yeah. just just, just small town guy. I, you know, petite, thin, the neat. That's that yeah. is him. Um, they're singing into a uh, SM57, which is a, kind of a standard mic, but with this, it's. Miking everything, uh, no monitors again. The same amps as the first episode. If you guys want to listen to that, uh, I did notice that the the playing wasn't matching up. I don't know if you noticed that, Zach. It just yeah. Whereas last time there was a little more effort put into it, but this this time, especially the bass was like pretty off. So uh, Matt's trying.
2: Yeah, because there were some there were some little uh, walkies happening over the bass that you could hear, but you could not see.
0: Yeah, she was doing a lot of uh, walking bass lines and pickup That's points. what
2: you call them, right? <laughs> beat, beat, beat the bass player, we call them walkies.
0: Walkies is, sure, that's that's what we pocket groove players call them. Yep. Hey, cool cat, give us the walkies. She loves that chromatic scale. She's just going kind of up and down between uh, three to five. So she's just loving that, that C, that C scale. And then so Bradley Bradley comes in from the billionaires he just walks in he strolls in is he out running I don't know does he live close the whole point is that like oh we're going to play because Bradley has moved across town they won't be performing or something but Mm -hmm. apparently he has just moved to a bigger mansion and they will be performing so why is he in this what did he cross eight mile to like hang with like the pores you know that are the garrison family. Or at least the Garrison siblings, minus shitty Dennis and, and the parents.
2: Alright. Take it easy on Dennis. He's not here.
0: <laughs> Uh, we're never gonna know, but he shit talks him and he's like, guess what? We're playing and you're gonna lose again.
2: Bradley calls it the band contest. Uh huh. Which like Matt's a Magoo, we've established that, but like a sweetheart. Bradley's a fucking nerd. Like He's like, are you gonna come to the band contest? It's a battle of the bands. We know that from the poster. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could just get away with that shit because he wins. I'm not buying that his
0: band wins. Well, he's definitely barely. he's definitely buying off these judges. Like he's yeah. he's he's rich, so that's like his shtick. Um, but you're right. He's got the he's total prep. He's got the he's got the archetypal sweater thing, which I have literally, every time I've seen somebody actually wearing a sweater around their shoulders like that, I'm like, are you cosplaying as something? I cannot believe that people actually do it. I'm not a beacon of fashion. I'm the first to admit that, but the sweater thing, it's it's like wearing a Hitler mustache. Like It can only mean one thing, that you're like a snooty piece of shit. Uh, rich yeah. person that is out of touch, like it can't mean anything else. It's not like my shoulders are more comfortable like this. if you really want to like cover up your shoulders, get a shawl like like a normal person. <laughs> this is fashion talk with Pete and Zach
2: <laughs> well, Chaplin had the mustache first, and I think it's a-
0: it's important to point that out and then Michael Jordan tried to bring it back, and not even Michael Jordan could bring back the the stash so
2: if he couldn't do it,
0: nobody could. We are at the Battle of the Bands. I have a question. Yes. Uh we see that I guess so there I guess there's a backline. There's backline everything. Mm-hmm. And I that is something that happens with shows that have a lot of bands and especially Battle of the Bands I guess. Yeah. You'd have to make sure that your your band had all the same all the bands had similar setups. None of your drummers are fucking left-handed cuz those guys are annoying. Um but so I guess Sharky's has a house kit because they have a custom drum head just for this event it says battle the bands on it and it looks like it doesn't look like it's just stickered on it like it looks like an official drum head so do they just take that out once a year and use it do you think it's
2: sharkies or because angela and the two other judges that we do not meet but we know that angela um the the adorable klutz is uh Uh is a part of this and she's kind of the host She for the battle of the band, she's the one that does the speaking, um, inter- sure. introduction of the bands. So, is it Sharkies or or do they have because she's the one who set up the poster? Like, is is she the producer, the show producer?
0: She's a producer, maybe not the producer, but no, this, this says Sharky's battle the bands on it
2: on the drum head,
0: on the drum head, okay. And you can get a yeah. custom drum head for like. 50 to to $100, depending. I mean, you can get them for more, obviously, but that would be... You're right, that would be more the actual battle of the bands that is paying for that, but it has to be always at Sharky's every year, I guess. Yeah. that's just It just seemed like a crazy expense to me. So we're shown a variety of bands all using this equipment, but it should be mentioned that we don't actually hear what any of these bands play like. It's just... Yeah, We hear kind of some generic music that has a twang of whatever style they are. And I think we kind of got robbed a little on what could have been kind of cool, you know, musicianship. But maybe it's better. I
2: think so, too. But I also like. That. Would have been very fun to write. I think that song, that medley mm-hmm. would have been really sure. enjoyable to write where you had to. I mean, it's, it's more or less the same chord progression. It's changing a little bit mm-hmm. with the genres with like different yeah. lead lines and different uh, production happening. So, like, sure, yeah, there's like a, there's like a kind of country picking band. So, it's a lot of who
0: oh, actually fucking rules like the, the, do some like crazy fun solos. I really liked it. They got <laughs> yeah, with you. They got a zero because uh, Sly is, like of, of course, influencing the judges. I don't know how he's just, you know, it's just a shtick, it's a gag, it's yeah. for children. I haven't forgot that, but. <laughs> Um, As somebody that got burned at a couple Battle of the Bands. (laughs) Uh, The second band, I thought was a surf band, but it's actually Bradley and the Billionaires. It's Bradley and the Billionaires. They put a surf feel to it, and I'm like, okay. I was like, their surf shtick is that they're all wearing suits, and I was like, is this a ska band? But this is by far the most egregious as far as like pretending to play. Yeah. The drummer in the background just looks like a complete asshole. The bass player his bass is on the wrong shoulder and he's, he can't even hold the bass properly. And the guitar is just, it's just completely miming. It, it That one upset me the most if we're yeah. being honest here.
2: Well, and that one was uh, electronic too. Um, it sounded like mm-hmm. um, instrumentation didn't match it, which it wasn't necessarily supposed to.
0: Yeah, that's for true. sure. That's true. I have to keep that, but that I would really like to rehearse out with, that actually would sound like because yeah. it's a, it looks like obnoxious it's like avant-garde jazz yeah we do not like Bradley or his band we don't and it's because of the discrepancy of wealth uh, distribution absolutely uh, <laughs> uh, we'd see a metal band next I thought they had a moog player but I guess it's just the same keyboard with a stand <laughs> and I was like that's kind of cool but the the metal band doesn't have a bass player it's two guitarists it's like the band Floor or Torch you know yeah what if they're really fucking awesome? But yeah, they they're just it's just classic headbanging bullshit. Um they didn't look to be singing either. None
2: they were, were singing. singing. You... They were singing uh screaming into the mic at some point.
0: Okay, but it wasn't matching up with the song. I just kind of wish we would have got gotten... Well, yeah,
2: cuz the the medley didn't have any any lyrics whatsoever, so it was kind mm. of like a yes, this is what they're playing, but also it's not supposed to match up, but also like it a little bit is. I think they could have. I think they could have made it match up better. I don't know. I liked that they just played a medley and then changed the genre for every band that came on. It felt like a a risky choice, or maybe it was a mm-hmm. bit of a mother invention. They didn't have enough time to write four separate songs that were eight seconds apiece.
0: It's definitely yeah a time element of how many songs you want to write for this fucking kid show. It's almost like the the writers cared more about making comedy than they did about making a realistic band melodrama. Ah, come on. So, speaking of realistic, we we jumped to the kitchen. I thought we were going to get a whole judging scene and all that, but apparently, they have to have a runoff because um, it was just too close to call. We've been scarred with that as a country, so we we immediately knew what a runoff was. and. (laughs) they still don't know who won and then sly comes in and says something like he overheard it it's just it's such a bizarre oh yeah he
2: heard, he was looking for his his car keys in the in the uh like vent in the air conditioning vent wink ha ha
0: ha. so like why didn't we see that so it's like you either have a uh, like a scene where they're like okay we're going to tally up the judges oh no it's a tie we're going to have to go to a runoff next week or you have a scene where, where Sly is trying to find out who, who has won and he climbs up in the vents. They don't do either of that and they're just yeah. it's just the next day. It's kind of lazy, but okay, sure. You don't get the the results right away, so next week we're gonna have a show. So I guess Starkeys had nothing going on next week. If they did, was the show bumped? It just seems like poor management on Angela's side. That's all I'm saying. Sure. So I know we didn't see all the bands, but uh, what we saw four bands, and then out of those, it was a tie. And there's only three judges, so you would <laughs> wait. The fact that there was only three judges, how did it become a tie? I ah. think oh, because
2: Angela was the was the deciding vote. But she should have decided then. So that I guess she just hadn't voted. She was just like, I gotta, I can't, I can't decide.
0: I have test paralysis. I cannot do this. <laughs> you guys gotta
2: do it again you're both too good you have to both (laughs) do it for a second round
0: i i was too distracted by by sly's shirt in this scene to really delve into the um the ins and outs of this it looked like a screensaver that he was wearing um but i will say in his on his in his defense i genuinely laughed at one line in this it was ending the scene and they're like Saw you shouldn't do that. That would be cheating. And then he just genuinely says, kinda of funny, he's like, What's wrong with cheating? <laughs> just... <laughs> so this does not ha this might happen once per episode that I'm like, okay. That was a well delivered line. And I'm <laughs> right, give him bad. credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go to Sharky's. Yeah. Again. Scene of the crime, if you will. Matt is sleeveless once again. Showing um, those gunnies. I get it, but I have a question about the shirt. I think he's wearing a shirt of. So to, I don't know if you saw it's it's a it's a white shirt, sleeveless, um, and it's a picture of a guy on a motorcycle. They're again trying to make him a badass, right? He's a bad boy. Okay, he's not, but yeah. okay, sure. I'm pretty sure on his shirt is uh, Lorenzo Lamas from the show Renegade. Oh, cool! This. This was a show that lasted from 1992 as well to 1997. So same time frame. And although NBC was not in possession of, the show came on USA Network. NBC acquired that show, uh, that network in 2004. So there should be a whole conspiracy theory about what, it, I'm, I'm 95% sure that, that it's him. But it's the writers, the wardrobe department, they're trying to make make it's the It's great, and that was, was a ball. great show mm-hmm okay well you didn't like renegade Why? sorry listen so, i loved renegade i can't believe you saw renegade that's blowing my mind right now yeah i, I watched s- the whole first two seasons
2: it was great. recently oh it is still <laughs> is still uh
0: <laughs> i don't know how to answer that <laughs> it's it's boring a lot of times uh because it's like the same plot over and over again but the main bad guy in there like, just a little piece of trivia about Renegade, because you're on the California Dreams podcast, obviously. The main bad guy is also the writer of the show. So he just totally just implanted himself, and, like, and he's even at the end, like, the end stinger of, like, you know, he's, like, Jessica Fletchering and, like, typing on a on typewriter and pulls up the sheet, and, like, that's this... Every single thing under what? his umbrella is, is him. But he's the bad guy. He's the one that orders the killing that of... of renegade that accidentally kills his wife (laughs) yikes I I got to tell this so (laughs) he it doesn't matter I have to I'm I'm saying we have to move on I would love to talk about renegade much longer but uh, no no we
2: have to you're right Uh, maybe in our patreon we'll talk more Uh, join our (laughs) discord and we'll have more conversations about renegade
0: we keep launching shows we have to stop we have to focus uh Again, where are we at? Angela's a big dork. Uh, Tony is is now he. he the, there's a whole subplot that's growing about him wanting to get his ear pierced, but now he's getting scared that it might hurt, and then he calls girls "frady cats," and then it's it's a dumb subplot. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's actually annoying, and I just like want to get back to the music stuff. Uh, but he does make an Urkel joke, so family matters. Oh yeah, exists in this universe. So. They're like, Matt, you need to go on a fucking date with Angela. So she'll vote for us, which again, why are you putting Matt in charge of doing anything nefarious or immoral? You know, he's just going to do the right thing and fuck it all yep. up
2: every time. Yep. And yeah, he's like, no, I can't do that. It wouldn't be right. I don't actually like her. And Tiffany's also the, the other sweetheart who's probably, yes, who's the only other, who's the only character sweeter than Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, it would be, it would be wrong. Don't
0: do that. kind of wonder if they would have put Matt and Tiffany together had Matt stayed on longer. Because she eventually Andrew. ends up with, with, with Jake. Don't
2: tell you
0: know, me! It... <laughs> <laughs> I no spoilers! Ma- I'm sorry. She is married to the sea, and she just serves. That's it. Ah, that's
2: beautiful. She's the type. Her hair never wetens.
0: So Matt decides to, to take her out. Uh, they go to this restaurant, which... It's the most generic looking, I guess, Italian restaurant because it has the red and white checkerboard uh, placemats, you know, and tablecloths. Um, Matt is not comfortable with this because, again, he's a rocker. She's classical.
2: Yeah. I mean, come on. They're from two different worlds. (laughs) How could this ever work?
0: They're the Montagues and the Capulets. Exactly. Bloods and Crips.
2: And they show up and and he's like, hey, you're like gives her a compliment, but doesn't he doesn't do it right. He fumbles over it. He uh, like, hey, you look different. I mean, better. I mean, not like you're bad before, but I like you look nice. She's like, yeah, she's got her hair down and she's wearing uh, contacts. She's still just clumsy.
0: Why doesn't she normally do that, though? I mean, do you wear contacts? You wear glasses?
2: I wear neither.
0: Yeah, so this is really a podcast about two people with excellent vision. There's so many fucking, like, four-eyed twerps around us in our life, and it just feels good to, like, talk to somebody else who's gifted like I am.
2: I don't know hardly anybody else who who doesn't need glasses. <laughs> um, I did not know this about you. This
0: is why. Oh, we- yeah, I, I, I would be scared to death to put contacts in. Same. I'm so. I could never touch my own eyeball. I, those people that do it, I'm like, you are a psychopath. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, my vision can't go
0: bad. <laughs> I'll poke my eye out. I'm an ageist, uh, 100%. Um, but this. also also like me, let Segway, segue. Lovely. Matt, there is literally about seven seconds of silence, and Matt is like, nope, this is not going to work out. We're <laughs> obviously two different... And that's me. If there is 10... Even on this podcast, if there is 10 seconds of silence, I'm like, this is a dumb idea. We shouldn't have done this. I'm uh, so I'm sorry. sorry for bringing everybody in. <laughs> <laughs> So he says, "I'm," you know, I'm from rock and roll and you're from classical music. This isn't going to work. And Or he's like, oh, I, I like the Beatles. And she's like, oh, I love the Beatles. And he seems so surprised that she has heard of this Beatles band. The Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then she was and then she mentions that she was at a U2 concert last week and he about loses his fucking yeah. mind cuz he was also at U2 and Bono sweated on him which wow just wow. wow and i had i had to look this up they're like did you get the new album i had to look up what the new album was 1992 this was yeah. probably filmed in probably same year so actung act actung baby
2: yeah, I've heard it. It's good, but I like—I really like the older stuff. And then oh yeah, like, so what? They, like, yeah, they Sunday like Bloody them. Sunday.
0: Political right. far really out. I liked them before they got extradited to the United States. Okay. Yeah. I hate you too, man. I don't know what you feel about them.
2: Was this before glasses, Bono? Still, <laughs> you know, like the the Bono that we know. With this the glass, is, with this the, is this is the sunglasses. We were I know we were just talking about spectacles, but the sunglasses, Bono. Mm.
0: I think he was still in his his monocle stage at this point.
2: Yeah, I, I don't care for them. Uh, you asked.
0: Uh, I did. I, 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 I don't I don't know if I'm supposed. I don't know if it's cliche to say you don't like U two. It's it's kind of like making fun of Nickelback. I I, I think U two is more talented, obviously, but I, I've never got the appeal.
2: Uh yeah, I don't know. Every time I hear them I I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is a good band." But I don't give a shit. That's mm. kind of where it lands, you know? Like I I think I think they're good. I get why people like them, but I don't it doesn't grab me. I don't know. Mm. I don't hate them.
0: We're, I think that's why we're doing a show like this and not uh, more popular with music, huh? We uh we've <laughs> by <bomb. laughs> Like we yeah, you two that very
2: successful popular band. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. Let's let's spend a year <laughs> and a half of our lives talking about a band that doesn't exist.
0: So the, he comes right back to practice. This this scene this the scene transition was strange because they cut to the garage. Everyone's in the garage. They're like, where the fuck's Matt? And they're like, and he, Matt comes in. He's like, I can't do it again. Matt has messed up the plan here. He's like he can't do it. I'm going to tell her like I really like her and she shouldn't. We're not we're just not going to play the gig. Like instead of just playing the gig, he's just not going to play the gig. Yeah. He's like fruit of the poisonous tree kind of thing. Like Matt is a lawyer in training. Before we move on to the next scene, which is uh, back at the same fucking restaurant, I just want to I want to make fun of Matt what Matt's wearing again since you obviously love when I do this. He he's he look he's wearing mom jeans and he has this like French tuck going on I don't know if you noticed that he looks super frumpy and not like a rock star whatsoever
2: it's not great what do you <laughs> no no it's <laughs> I can't defend him on, on this one looks like he doesn't have nice clothes mm-hmm. and his yeah. and his parents were just like hey we probably got something that'll fit hey your, your dad hasn't worn this in, in 10 years probably it'll probably fit you
0: yeah, his dad has like he could have like a real Al Bundy look, and and Matt's yeah. going to try to make it cool. Yeah. Um. So anyway, don't be old, Matt. We go right back to the uh, he he dresses himself up again. We go to the same restaurant,
2: which I like that Angela the same table. Out, like they, they do they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they make that mention of it. It's self aware enough to know like yes, we didn't have two restaurants, and this is this is the best place to seat them. The camera's already set up.
0: Again, this, this felt a lot like uh, she's all that because they are, they have now belittled this woman into, into just, you know, being a pawn in their little game kind of thing. And then we see Sly show up and he's pretending to be the waiter. It's another silly gag. Shenanigans. And Matt is conflicted, but he eventually tells her that this was the plan, but now he really likes her. And then she gets upset and leaves. And... I kind of want to say she the whole gag is that she leaves and tries to go out the wrong door, but that's bullshit because I do that like once a week where i I try to go out the wrong door. that has nothing to do with being clumsy and just totally on the establishment for not clearly marking which door I'm supposed to exit through maybe so I want yeah,
2: maybe you are a little bit more like Angela and certain. Ways. <laughs> Than you had previously. Had no
0: idea where you were going. With like it. if you're,
2: like if you're, you're seeing someone who who exhibits a certain trait, and you are like, that's entirely normal. It's like, that eh, sounds like, sounds I like you might have that trait. My then. shirt
0: to the wall. What what other dumb shit did she do?
2: When's the last time you wore a flouncy blouse?
0: Okay, true. It's, you know, it's been a bit. I have yeah. never lit my menu on fire. I'm, I was actually sticking up for Angela here. I just okay. You're saying it's
2: the establishment's fault, and it's yes, and not
0: it's, her fault in this situation.
2: Yeah, it didn't sound like you were picking on her. Okay, good. No, I, I would never. We would never. No, we're we're. I okay. I need to know. Is Angela in any other episodes?
0: No. I hate No. That. We never see her again.
2: Not that I want her to like continue being like the butt of of Matt's friend's jokes because that Mm -hmm. would just continue. You know, they kind of just like make fun of her behind her back constantly. not that I want that, but I do want more of Angela in general.
0: I think sure. Well, we kind of got this like makeover, like pseudo makeover thing with her, but this is like a classic thing that they do in sitcoms and especially shows like say by the bell and California dream. Like you have somebody as a plot device for one episode and then they're Mm -hmm. gone. And then yeah. they're never spoken of again. there's no continuity they might bring them back if if they really made a splash, but otherwise th- the writers are not going to concern themselves with like keeping this person, you know unless their dad is Aaron spelling.
2: yeah, well, something I did like is that yes they had they had kind of a makeover moment, but i only when she's um out on these dates uh she's Mm-hmm. she's basically wears what she normally wears. she's got her hair pretty much consistent when she's there at Sharkey's when she's hosting the Battle of the bands um sure you know she's wearing glasses she's uh she contains multitudes this one and i i I like that they didn't it would have been easy i know I'm not gonna jump or spoil what happens later on, but it would have been easy to just be like now she's quote unquote hot and then like you know she's never looks. That way again, Uh like no, she still does that. She just she's going out, so she's she wears contacts here, does her hair different because that's how she likes to dress up. Mm -hmm. And when she's just casual, she's hanging out in her like sundresses and flouncy blouses and glasses and hair up.
0: Is is flouncy a word?
2: (laughs) Flouncy's a word, baby.
0: Okay, all right.
2: (laughs) Would it matter if it wasn't?
0: No, but you've used it so confidently two times that I'm going to try it in Scrabble and see what happens.
1: Three times Um, for those who are counting. To break in quick, Flouncy. Flouncy specifically regarding dresses is indeed a word. Thank you, George. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
2: Thank you, you, Miriam Webster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why he gets paid the big bucks.
0: Uh, So, we go back to Sharky's again. Um... And once again, we get robbed. Of, like Bradley and the billionaires are just ending their song; we don't get to hear it whatsoever, and that sucks. Because I really kind of want to hear what they bring to the table. I want it to be like
2: kind of good, but very douchey. Yeah, like I want it to be, yeah.
0: Like because so they're o- they only they only could be winning because they're there there's a lobbying bribery situation going on. So like that would be a cool plot point if they like completely sucked but they always won because like their dad is on the the judging committee or something. Like why not throw that in? Right.
2: The jock always votes. There's like there's Angela, there's a jock. Who's the third third uh judge?
0: Some ran some rando.
2: Okay. So the rando uh did love like they voted for the California Dreams or sorry, California Dreams.
0: Thank you. California dreams. The jock is
2: easily, easily paid off. Yes. And Angela, I think was not. So I think Bradley was like, Hey, uh, how about some gifts from my rich dad?
0: What makes you think that she's going to do her job this week? She couldn't do it last week. Right now. It's only between two bands. And I think you fraternizing with one of the bands is definitely against your ethics policy as a judge. Right, it should be a mistrial.
2: Yeah, yeah. He and when he does ask her out, it's like, "Hey, you want to go out tonight?" Like, we got to mm. We got a week until Battle of the Bands Part Two. We got to make sure that that I win this band contest. And um, and she says, "Yes, I think, I think, yeah." In general, this is the the least believable part of the show, as far <laughs> as Angela's characters and. Is concerned because I feel like she would have gotten the invitation to go out and been like, "Hey, I'm a judge on this, and I and I take this seriously." And it's in Super a week. Seriously, can we yeah. can we go out the week after that, regardless of results? Like, you know, I think she's so horny that.
0: for Matt. She's so horny for Matt that she she can't wait. This is what she's been wanting for a long time. Okay, so now we hear the dreams, and they're just sitting there with their instruments at the table. So they just go in and they plug into the same amp. They don't mess with the the levels or anything. Tony does not adjust the seat or the cymbals, so he's not even bringing his own breakables, uh, which is unheard of if you're if you're ba- even if you're backlining. And so we hear uh, Zach mentioned earlier. We're going to hear a song called "If You Lean on Me." and We're going to hear the whole song. Did yeah. you all notice anything about this song? Did it sound familiar? Yes.
2: Did sound
0: familiar. <laughs> uh, we had a listener chime in and tell us why it sounded familiar. This song called If You Lean on Me is almost identical to the song I've Been Missing You by John Waite. If this is where I'd normally put them side to side. But then we would totally get copyright stricken, so I'm not gonna do that. But it has this it's it's a lot of this it's a different key, but it's almost the same chord formation, and it's it starts with kind of like a brooding bass line. It's the same thing. It's a, it's the same song. It's like Vanilla Ice. It is the same song. Oh. it's something to. It's something. It, if the person didn't immediately be like, "Oh fuck, I have to, I have to bounce out this song for this show, this kids show tomorrow," what can I steal from? And then this was what this was it. He he. If he didn't do that directly, he definitely borrowed borrowed from it heavily. Would, I'd advise you guys to listen to it and uh, give John Wade a little boost in his Spotify rating this week. Um, I learned some of this song; it's pretty simple. Uh, another, it's in key of D. It's just three chords the whole the whole way through, and I have to say, like Tony's doing backing vocals, the crowd starts clapping on one and three, and Matt stops playing guitar, but you can still you can still hear the guitar going. But we're just gonna forget that because we're having a good time and you know we shouldn't we shouldn't be that specific or critical uh matt plays a solo and it's actually the right solo he's not obviously playing it he's miming it but he did learn that solo it's not perfect but But it's it's very close yeah um did you do it did you did you learn it visually
2: and and audibly and sonically and yes that's
0: awesome it's 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 very accurate. You hear it's that, people? It's... <laughs> Do you hear what I did? <laughs> Do you hear what he did? Instead of writing my own song for my <laughs> own band, which I should be doing, I'm learning songs from California Dreams twice. <laughs> twice. Uh, <laughs> the song. The song is catchy. It is. If you listen to the after show, we will we'll, we'll, we'll compare this song. And the John Waite song, and we'll also we'll also hear me playing it, and then you can you can judge who 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 wore it better, basically who wore that solo better. Um, there's some actually if you listen to the the full full version, and I think it's on the show, but there's some like bitch and slap bass at the end that that Ooh. Tiffany is not doing. She's again, she's just kind of playing in that pocket. She's just doing, yeah. she's just boxing a lot of these notes, but on three and five because it is just uh D A A, G over and over again. But I was hoping just to see like a little like octave slap from her because that's that's all it really is. That would have been really cool. Um I did yeah. you notice how they end, ended the songs <laughs> Yeah. Um
2: <laughs> it like started to fade and then it like live. And, and yeah. then it just like
0: stopped so <laughs> abruptly. They just it was very awkward. It it's was like,
2: just done, and then he just, yeah, he just like throws his hands off his guitar, like ah, like okay, we're dead.
0: It's it's unfortunate that I think that was definitely like people won't notice this, and again, three decades later, we noticed it. We noticed it. You, not, should, you should. We want, unf- We got receipts.
2: Yeah, yeah. Also, did you notice? So when the clapping came in, it was pretty yes. good, but then it's it did. There were. It was like a measure where it got a little bit off. I was like, "This, well, like they could have done it differently. I'm sure. I don't know. I'm sure it wasn't a choice, but it did feel more like a live show because the whole audience just started being a little bit off. And that always seems to happen where you're like, Hey, everybody keep listening to the band and follow what we're doing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, they did the classic uh, white people thing of, clapping on the 1 and the 3. Yes. Right? And I don't know if you've ever seen that uh Harry Connick Jr. clip where people <laughs> he's playing this like bitching fucking piano solo with his band and they people start clapping and like he's he's <laughs> you can see he's annoyed, but instead of letting them clap on the 1 and the 3, he adds a fifth beat. So now they're at least on the 2 and the 4 and it's a little more cool. Nice. I was really hoping the band was going to do something like that, but
2: uh, that would have been sick weren't. if they would have done that maneuver
0: yeah that no. that crazy would be like we're we're watching this show in like two seasons and we're totally on autopilot and all of a sudden they like they play it in like nine eight time in like, some weird ass chord and they just fucking nail it like and you see close-up shots and it's like one person like a showrunner came in and was like uh, that's it i'm fuck we're doing like we're doing like a tortoise song you know and it's gonna be fucking crazy after after the most awkward ending Live that I've ever seen. I noticed this, and and this happened last episode as well, where Matt hands his guitar to sti- to Tiffany to like put away or something, and I was like, "No, nah, man, that's not cool. You put away, you know, yeah." Unless there's a specific, unless you are running back to the, even if you're running back to the merch booth at the end of the set, you put your own guitar away. That's yeah. just how it goes, you know. Yeah. So I just I wanted to say that not cool, Matt. All right. You're not better
2: than anyone, Matt.
0: Yeah, just because she's not doing the slap bass does not mean that she's on, like, you know, grunt duty here, alright? Did you notice, um,
2: speaking of gear, did you notice something about their setup at Sharky's that was different this time than their practice space?
0: No, please tell me.
2: No amplifiers. <laughs> there
0: were no, no amplifiers. Everything is directed. In- well, of course, I guess that would make sense. You have so many different bands. So there's no line I mean, check even between these bands then. Yeah. What are you plugging into? They all have DI boxes then. There's no pedals.
2: There's no pedals. None. So it's just clean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's-, it's so you have people in the in the back. They they have rack mount effects and there's there's roadies oh, that are sick. tuning all the. So they just know all the. So you would have had to supply your songs beforehand, and they would just know when to turn it to dirt. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Okay. That's the only way. No amps. No amps. I couldn't believe my eyes. That's insane. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I did notice on the keyboard that they put up a big like a shield basically where you're supposed to put your music, but I think it doubles as a weight because like you did get a small glimmer of uh Jenny playing the keyboard and it was it was bad. She was doing the pancaking thing bit so i think that's going to be in in the whole rest of the show we're not going to get any close-ups of like anybody tickling the ivories unfortunately
2: but you said she only tickles those ivories for so long and somebody else you know
0: i don't know. know i maybe in our some of our listeners can maybe chime in on this um if we have anybody in the second episode but should, should i tell zach what happens or should he just be completely you know go should he go into this blind don't you cannot tell me i don't spoil it yeah um i'm not gonna, i don't want to spoil it but um if you are asking me direct questions you're right she doesn't tickle the ivories forever in this yeah show, no that's like, okay don't wanna... that's
2: that's all i need okay I, I um no i needed to know things like is are we going to see angela again? you
0: know okay yes and i guess i can i can i can say that we're not going to see angela again. yeah i think that's more the just the style of these shows they don't want to pay these people more than one episode. You get like sure. a day rate, basically, and a SAG card, and get the fuck out of here. So, um, speaking speaking of Angela, who we never see again, uh, Matt goes up to her. Oh no! I guess uh, they decide who who's, and they're like, "We have we we now have the results. We're not doing another runoff."
2: Yeah, and and Matt doesn't doesn't think that it's going to be them because he goes and he congratulates Bradley on winning. And he
0: does, he does. He says, good job. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, he, he literally farts in his hand and like throws it at him. It's yeah. And then, and then
2: Matt's like, yeah, you might win everything, but you're still a loser. Oh, sick
0: burn. The, yeah, the, the canned, the canned, Ooh, we hear. Well, I mean, um, that's, that's 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 what we know from our badass Matt. <laughs> yeah, stick burn. <laughs> um. So anyway, they 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 do have a decision, and and wouldn't you guess it? The California Dreams have won the battle of the bands. What? Uh, Sly gets his ten percent. I'm assuming we we still have not found a percentage that that Sly is officially getting.
2: I still think they're gonna split it evenly because they're sweet um and they consider him a member of the band and they're just going to do a, a flat split but i think certain members are going to fight
0: this okay as time goes on maybe that's the next on. episode baby i think
2: i think it won't last forever cuz i think there'll be certain things that he goes hey you never would have gotten this show if it wasn't for me and they'd be <laughs> like yeah but you never would have been this if had this job if it wasn't for uh, our band and also, you didn't do anything this time, so we're not going to give you as much. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be, I think there's a lot of money drama happening behind the scenes.
0: I, I think so. We're gonna... And I think
2: he does some, some, some makes some creepy jests as to like, you could pay me in other ways, because we've already oh, seen him exhibit some of that behavior. Although far less yeah. this time, besides mm-hmm. him just in general uh, wanting to make a fool of Angela for their game um it, the dynamic between him and Jenny is much more mutually hostile they both kind of hate each other it looks like uh as opposed to the first episode where he was he just came in hot and was like openly harassing her in front of her parents
0: well since since i've already spoiled that she she eventually leaves the show uh, do you think oh. that there's a do you think there's an episode where Where they're like it gets really serious really quick and he's like, It's me or her. You need to decide. Whoa. See your sister again or I'm leaving as your manager. (laughs) So we don't know. We don't know. Possible. That is possible. I won't tell you if that's the thing. That's the reason we
2: don't see her again.
0: No. Uh Sly bumps her off. Oh no. He throws her off the uh the PCH or something. Except Matt's such a
2: sweetheart that he's like I can't decide between my sister and my best friend. I'll leave instead.
0: Matt is like, hey, I really like you, Angela. Just to show you, I got you tickets to a dead composer, Beethoven, or 1992. Did he buy her tickets to see the dog movie?
2: I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> she thinks it's going to see a classical concert. And he's like, no, Beethoven, the <laughs> dog
0: movie. Did I want to say Beethoven. George can maybe help us. Did, I'm pretty sure it came out in 1992. It seemed like everything else happened in media in 1992. That's amazing. I hope they went. And I, they, they are both
2: the type who would love Beethoven, that dog movie.
0: He didn't say I. Uh, it's the California Philanthropic or- Orchestra or something. He's like, I bought you tickets to Beethoven. And that's it. And that's... A little on the note. I mean, but so is the Beatles. Matt likes rock. He must be into the Beatles. She likes classical. You must like Beethoven. Yeah. That's it. It's the most generic thing. Yeah. It is showcased that these two are going to like go out on dates and really get to know each other more, but no, she dies. So. What? Oh, I don't know if she dies, but she she's never seen again.
2: Off a cliff. <laughs> what a klutz.
0: Her and Jenny have a suicide pack together and they are never seen from again. And then it ends with the most cheesy sitcom still frame of Matt like walking out the door.
2: Oh yeah, because she also she goes for the, the wrong uh the wrong door again. She kinda stumbles.
0: As we've as we've established, is not a big deal. It's not to be shamed.
2: Beethoven movie came out in nineteen ninety two. This
0: is the year oh. they went to
2: see, <laughs> They went to see Beethoven. Ah, Yo. that's amazing. You know, one of my first dates was the Garfield movie.
0: Was it the first one or Tale of Two Kitties?
2: The uh, the first one.
0: Okay. But you're talking about the Breck and Meyer one. Like the one that came out in like 2006 or something, right? That would have been... Yeah,
2: it was maybe it 2000 and... Right? It came out before that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I did not <laughs> that drive on that one.
2: Date. No, it was like a group date <laughs> thing. Okay. It was not... Oh, 2004. Okay, so I was
0: 14. That's good, good on you. How many Beethovens did they make? Was it three?: Oh, they actually like they
2: There is a Christmas Beethoven movie that um, I just discovered because it popped up on streaming. Um,
0: uh-huh. and
2: and, uh- And watch it? I did not watch it, but Tom Arnold is the voice now, and Beethoven is speaking. He's speaking speaking? and they've animated the lead there. I'm sorry. I know they've, they've animated his mouth. (laughs) Beethoven is now a speaking dog.
0: That's so uncanny Valley. They, they made his mouth move. We don't love it. Yeah. Conan O'Brien sketch.
2: It's not great. Exactly. (laughs) You don't say because Beethoven, the original, he didn't speak at all. Like people just interacted with him. You know, it wasn't like wishbone where like wishbones mouth didn't move, but he's speaking. You're hearing his thoughts or like, uh, homeward bound, you know, um this this was Beethoven never had a voice and now he's full on speaking in sound It Sounds um, like he
0: never had a voice and now somebody finally gets to speak for this poor victim. I mean honestly, nineteen ninety two I probably would have rather gone to see the movie Beethoven than an entire symphony of Beethoven. I just wasn't into music then, so Yeah. You know. There were eight Beethoven movies. <laughs> George there was eight us. Tovin movies. <laughs> That's still less than the Air Bud franchise. So That's true. That is the end of our episode of Battle of the Bands. That is episode number two in the fucking can, oh, California Dreams.
1: So on, on today's after show, if anyone's interested in hanging around, uh, all you need to do is be a Patreon subscriber. We're going to be talking about ban- uh, Battle of the Bands, a uh, little bit of uh, She's All That, and uh, Piercings.
0: Hey, guess what? We're not even taking off a week. We're going to see you next week. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm excited about the third episode. I, I looked up a brief synopsis, and so I think we're just for some fun.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, you can find more information about the show at surfdudeswithattitude.com. You can join our Patreon. And get access to all of our uh, extra content at patreon.com slash Surf Dudes with Attitude. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thanks.